5: I thought was Nah, Charlemagne here. What up, yee? Good morning, DJ Mv. It's Tuesday. When I walked in the
6: building, I seen Charlemagne pulling up, so he should be coming upstairs right now. There's a, a, a big dude downstairs uh, in a Uh-oh. a trench coat and a hat. I don't think I, I don't know if Charlemagne knows that security. So Charlemagne might be just chilling in the car until he you know he, <laughs> he assesses the situation.
5: Well, no, I think that security reached out to you guys, no?
6: Yeah, but this is a new security guard, and this dude is like right. six foot five, and he's just big as ish. When I seen him downstairs, I had my hood on and my mask on. I, I, I kind of just shimmied in the building, and I realized that was security. I was like, oh. shimmed?" shimmied? Yeah, I did I shimmy? I shimmied right in that building
5: well listen i just want to say revolt has been off this whole time supposedly they're back in january that's why i can't see who's here normally on revolt we could see each other on the camera correct so we know who's in the studio who's not yeah but yes yeah, so i know a lot of people have been asking what's happened to revolt and it's nothing to do with us Yeah, that's
6: no. revolt is back in january in the new year so revolt will be back in january i guess they just take a little vacation um. Happy birthday to my dad. Today is my dad's birthday, so happy birthday,
5: okay.
6: Papa. Uh, happy
5: birthday, Daddy Envy.
6: Yeah, I won't get to you know see him. Usually, I see him for his birthday. Usually, I see him for Thanksgiving. Usually, I see him for for Christmas. But with the cases rising the way that they are, I'll just uh absolutely positively fall back.
5: I wouldn't be in the studio either.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, you said you wouldn't be in the studio.
5: Yeah, I think this m- is- Yeah, this
6: might be my last week. The way that they talking about New York is about to shut down, and Jersey's about to shut down. It might just be safer to just keep my they- ass at home. They opening the schools back up in New York. Then they talking about they might be closing the school, I heard this morning. Oh, I saw that. They- the yes, schools uh, are closed. Week, they they so- December seventh. They gonna reopen. Uh, I in so. in phases, yeah, I hope so. In phases. In phases. Yeah, I, I mean, I-, I want them to reopen the country, man. Reopen the economy. People out there losing their businesses and things. I, I want this. This thing is stopping it. But a vaccine is right around the corner. It's three, three different vaccines. Right.
7: So, I mean, it's only a matter of time. We just got to make it through.
6: Mother the story a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you make it through April, we be alright. You know that was a security guard downstairs. I, I didn't know if you knew that at first. I was gonna call you. I said, you see. Come on, man, who you think called him? Oh, okay, make sure. Who you? Whoa! I said, I said Whoa. big six foot five dude outside said, Charlemagne might. You know, he might say. C- come on, on assess now. Assess the situation before he walks nah, into the building. Nah, nah,
7: nah. Come on, that's my man. That's my man. That's my guy's guy.
6: <laughs> okay, my you don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I just don't want to say it. All right, they imagine.
7: That's all. But yeah,
6: he's mad secretive too. I was, I was like, what's up? That's a, how I like. I said, Charlemagne here yet?
7: Oh no! That's right. Mind your damn business. I don't know who you know. Who are you, beige boy? All right. Don't be asking no questions about my guy. He said, I don't know. I said. all right. <laughs> I said.
6: I. He does know. Y'all two work together. I right? don't know. I don't know. Hey, don't he's be, like, don't he's be like, like,
7: he's asking don't no know. questions <laughs> about my I guy. Who asking? <laughs> <laughs> who? Your side. <laughs> all right. I said. I. You just gotta make sure that you never can be too safe. <laughs> all right, now you'll all right. never see me be one of these people that uh, right, clown folks who move around with security. Damn. When you work something, you protect it. You know who taught me that? E40. Dropping a clues bombs for E40. God damn right. E40 when you work something you protect it. You got to make it difficult. Got to make it difficult. All right? That means you ain't never got dogs. That's right. Y'all ain't never got punched in the back of the head walking in the work.
8: <laughs> <laughs> on camera. All right, y'all ain't
7: the never files. went across the street to the pharmacy and had a dude just run down on you. Okay? It's consequences to this to this to this life that we live. Yeah. Freedom of speech ain't free. It's a
6: cost to it. In both those instances I was like maybe a minute behind Charlemagne. That's right. When Charlemagne got hit in the head, <laughs> I was a minute pop-up my That's car. That's right. I, I was like, yo, Charlemagne just got hit in the head? I'm like, real? I just missed it. That's right. <laughs> Dancing right. downstairs. They, oh, what happened? I just you're missed you're it. you damn right. Thank God. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about?
5: Well, let's talk about this vaccine and when it's coming, and we'll talk about Moderna. They have applied for FDA authorization for their COVID-19 vaccine. And we'll tell you what that means. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey.
7: That's the hardest line in that song. Mind my business. business. Some of y'all just need to mind your black-ass business. Okay, you get rich, you get salty.
6: All right. (laughs) Look to Roddy Rich. All right, well, let's get in some front-page news. Just want to let y'all know the Giants are still number one. Eagles lost last night to the Seahawks 23-17. And uh, there was supposed to be a football game today, but they postponed it again because of COVID. So the Ravens-Steelers game will be Wednesday at 3.40, which is weird in the afternoon, and the reason uh, it's... In the afternoon, of course, later on that evening, of course, you have the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. What the hell one got to do with the other? The Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting is in New York. It's a big thing. Everybody watches over all over the country and they don't want to ruin that. I grew up Joe this. I ain't never watched it. Still don't care. <laughs> I got to do with you. Nope. What else we got, ye?
5: Um, Well, let's talk about this vaccine. So according to Operation Warp Speed, they've given a timeline for the coronavirus vaccine shipment. They said there's about 120 million people at risk in the United States. They said by the end of the month of December, about 40 million doses of vaccine they'll have that, and then it's going to take a while for all Americans who need it on a priority level to get it, but they said over probably two or two and a half months, they all will get it, and those are people over 65, healthcare workers and frontline workers are the people first in line to get the vaccine. Both Pfizer and Moderna have filed for an emergency youth authorization for a coronavirus vaccine from the FDA. Now what does that mean? Well, Moderna just applied for FDA authorization. They did their own tests, and what they found out and their phase three clinical trial. They gave 30,000 people either the vaccine or a placebo. And the rates that they found out among the approximately 15,000 people who got the vaccine, 11 of them developed COVID-19. The 15,000 people who got the placebo, 185 of those people developed COVID-19. And so that was according to the phase three trials. Now they said none of the The 11 people who did get-
7: you, You know I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. That ain't the thing that come out your wife when she have a baby, right? What's, it, what's that? The
5: placenta. Placenta. There no. you go. All right. <laughs> what?
7: <laughs> hey, man, it's early, man. Give me a moment. Okay, we're just getting started. That's the right. The placebo <laughs> means they don't—they
5: give you nothing. It's fake. Like it's, it's fake. It's fake. So it's you fake. don't know who got the fake one or who got the real vaccine, and then that way they can really monitor you, and you don't, as a child person, you don't even know which one you right. got. Because some people now are none of have 11.
6: symptoms. Some people will be like, oh, oh, I got a headache, but they don't really have it. They just think they have a headache, but they got took a placebo, you. not a placenta. Okay.
5: Now, none of the 11 people who also uh, got the vaccine became severely ill, the 11 people that did get coronavirus. But 30 of the 185 people who got the placebo became severely ill, and one of them died. So what they're saying is... What? Even if... Mm-hmm.
7: So the placebo <laughs> killed somebody?
5: No. If you got the placebo, you can still get coronavirus. So of those people who did get the placebo, 185 of the 15,000 did get COVID-19, so they would have gotten it. They got COVID-19. They didn't know they had the placebo. And then um, 185 of those people died.
6: I'm so confused.
5: That I mean, sound so crazy? got severely ill. Yes, got severely ill and one of them died. Yeah,
6: so mm-hmm. why well, don't play with me. Don't say, yeah, we're gonna give you the vaccine. I think I got the vaccine, but you really gave me the placebo no. and I died. Well,
5: or- when you agree to be part of a trial, you know that you'll either get the placebo or the vaccine. You just don't know which one. And they don't give you coronavirus. <laughs> that means you just so how we know, got it while you were out and about.
7: So how we know one of them didn't die from the actual vaccine and not the placenta?
6: Cause they got the placebo. They she just said that person got the placebo. But
7: what if it was actually the vaccine and the vaccine is what killed them and it wasn't placebo? You don't know. No, they know who they get they the placebo know, yeah. They know what
5: they, they tell know. us. The they know doc, what they
7: tell us. The them. doctors who did the trial the know, know who got, who got the placebo. They know what placebo. they told them. They know what they telling okay. you. I'm, I'm telling you, hey, here's the placebo. Here's the uh, vaccine, but I'm actually giving you placebo, giving you the vaccine. Oh, the vaccine killed them. Okay, Say it was the placebo.
6: Oh my goodness. Hey. Hey.
2: But you walking around thinking you're immune because you you, think exactly. you got the vaccine
5: and you, you got you, the placebo. No, That's the crazy no, part. No, but about they're this.
6: telling you they not. They're telling that you might get the vaccine a placebo. They're not telling you everybody's getting the vaccine. Yeah, that. they're not
5: telling every. They're not telling all the people. Hey, you got the vaccine. You know when you take part in a trial <laughs> that you're either getting a placebo or you're getting the vaccine. Is a 50-50 chance. Hey, 50-50 hey, shot.
7: Hey man. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask and wash your hands. Social <laughs> distance. All right? God. And let all these other people go first with the placebos and the placentas
6: and the vaccines oh and everything else. All right. Okay? Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Maybe you had a bet. Somebody texting you out? Go, you good? That's not me. Oh. That's 800-585-1051. <laughs> it real. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The
0: Breakfast Club.
8: I'm
4: telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm I'm call, call it,
0: yo. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
1: Hello, who's this? What
6: up, Envy? What's going on? What's your name, bro? My name is EJ. EJ, yo, get
0: it off your friend. chest.
7: EJ,
1: that used to be one of my favorite liquors growing up. Kirk and Jerk. There you go. My son. My son turned 16 on Thanksgiving Day, so I asked him what he wanted for uh, for his birthday. He wanted the PS5. Mm-hmm. So we went to Best Buy. You know, it's a curse hide service. So the dude was like, yo, this guy just came in about three of them. We don't have any more in stock right now. We'll probably get some more in tomorrow, whatever. So I saw the guy, and I'm like, yo, you want to sell one of those games? He was like, yeah, I sell it to you. I was like, how much? So we gave him six 600 for it. How much are they home? usually? Aren't they like 400 It's 400 $4.99. Oh, that's good. $100. That's not, that's not bad. No, nope. yeah. there's
7: more to the story. Let's
1: go, buddy. Tell me the good <laughs> stuff. We get home and open up the box, and there's nothing in there. I promise you. Yo, wow. Divo, he's <laughs> man playing. He's whatever he got to the car, or his man was working with him at the store. One of the others. I went back to the store, and I told him. The guy was like, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, He had just brought him, and I just told you about it. I was like, dude, there's no way in coincidence that... He just brought
7: him and then I go to buy it from him, and it switched up. Damn. We call so that I placebo. So it's good. a 50-50 chance when you buy these things that it may go your way and it may
6: not. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the oldest trick in the book, though. You're supposed to open that box right then and there. Yo, he had the receipt. The box was still sealed. Bro, like, you open that box right then and there regardless. Ain't no way in hell,
7: bro. That box was not that's still what? sealed.
6: He got you. Where you from?
1: I'm from North Carolina.
7: Damn. Got you. Did you call oh, the police, on
1: him? Nah, I mean, the police on him? You could have called the police on him. Technically. I wanted to whip his ass, but my, that's the same thing my wife was telling me. You need to do a police report and whatever. Let him roll back the camera to find
7: the guy. Gotcha. gotcha. I'm thinking about
1: doing it
7: today. You wanted to whip his ass, but you thought about Nate Robinson this weekend, and you said, you know what? Let me not feel too <laughs> strong. Yeah. Let me sit my ass down somewhere. <laughs> okay. nah, it, it, no, nah, that's not going to happen. I ain't worried
8: about that with
1: Charlemagne.
7: Yes, sir. Sorry, brother. Sorry, man. Merry Christmas, though. Damn it, man. Hello, who's this? It's you, Omar, Q. Orlando, what's happening? Get it off your chest. Yo, Hey, man, listen. Charlamagne. Yes, what's sir. What's happening,
1: man? Why are why you becoming to be so industry, man? I Y'all don't know. know. Kevin Hart was de- Y'all know Kevin Hart was dead as wrong for calling his daughter a hoe, and that's what he said. Was why was joke. he dead?
7: He wasn't dead wrong for telling He's a joke and saying bro. his daughter got hoe-like activity. Why is that wrong?
1: Because he, he, he didn't say hoe-like activity. Until, uh, he said, in my head, my daughter a hoe. That's what he said. Oh, I
7: didn't hear that part. I heard him say the whole like activity part. But either
6: way, it's a joke. He's a comedian, bro. It's a joke. And you got daughters? I, I tell
1: you, you got daughters? I, I got a
6: daughter
1: and a son. And I and my daughter's 12, and my son is three. So when you and, and I, my, I, my
7: my daughter's 12 as well. So you telling me that and you, you grew up in Orlando, Florida. So I'm sure that you went to the classic back in the day. You've actually called right? a woman a hoe back in the day. You telling me that if
1: you see certain behaviors in your daughter, your your mind ain't gonna go to that. I'm 28, though, right? And so, like, I, re- I want my son to give the same, to be treated the same as my daughter. Like, he's not going to be out here slinging, and she ain't going to be out here throwing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You had your daughter like, at 15, 16, point. huh? Say it again? You, second, you had your daughter at what, 15, 16? No, my uh, son 17. Okay. But uh,
8: you I just re- I do
5: want to say we we do also need to start teaching boys not to call girls hoes too. Well, We women got to stop hoes. calling to girls re- hoes. To be to be respectful to women also. We do need to do that. Well, women Everybody gotta needs to, stop. to teach that.
7: You're right, but women got to stop calling girls hoes. I asked four of my home girls yesterday, "Hey,
5: what do you call a woman who sleeps with a bunch of men?" Mhm. <laughs> I don't call I don't call women hoes at all stop. ever. But, 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 I don't. But You've but never but heard so me on this so radio so call it. a girl you a hoe. You said hoes be winning. And that you know what that was? Yeah, man, back Dallas. in
1: the day, back in the day, back in the day, though, when you were slanging, what were you considered? A hoe? Were you not a hoe? Absolutely. Right. So I'm just, I think, I think we should keep the same energy. But also, I want to take the time out, man. Um, I want to take the time to say, uh, shout out to my black queen, my wife Mary. She's sitting right next to me. Hey, oh, Amen. We are expecting. So I want to say salute. Okay, baby I'm number three, congrats, brother. Child. Yes, yes, and I love what you guys are doing, man. But Charlemagne, man, keep that same energy with, with even with Fifty Cent too, man. Fifty percent need that same energy. All these people still need the same energy. They need to be held accountable, man, for the things they say because they can't be out here saying wild ass stuff, man. It's
7: crazy. I think jokes are jokes, but what do you what do you, what were you saying? You when you said when you used to call women. I was hoes, gonna be say the,
5: So the the whole point of that was to try to make everybody kept calling women hoes all the time for no reason, and I said, all right, call her a hoe. She's winning. So what? And that was the point of that.
6: Okay. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Yeah! Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or, or blessed. Black. Stay with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
2: So if you got something on your mind, let yeah. it yeah.
6: Hello, who's this? It's Erica. Hey, good morning. Good get it off your to... chest, mama.
3: Yeah, Um, I listen to y'all every morning and I'll be damn, I'll be tripping out on you and Charlemagne. I mean, I'll be laughing like crazy every morning at y'all.
7: Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah, bad thing. Yeah, if you're laughing, laughing with thing. us or at us, I don't know. Yeah, but that thank you. A good you bad so thing.
3: Much, man. I listen to y'all every single morning, like every morning.
6: Thank every you morning. very much. So we you. appreciate your support. Well, thank you so much. Yes, we have a great and blessed day, mama. That's, that's all? Where you from?
3: okay you too that's,
6: well, you all? that's all i want to say sweetie i love y'all <laughs> we love you back i love your twang too that's southern
1: twang hello who's this yo it's patrick pierce how you doing today patrick pierce what up where you calling from brother no no not patrick Zatrick. it's like patrick but with a z Zatrick.
6: oh Zatrick.
1: your right. parents thought they was fancy
6: yeah, yeah definitely what are you calling
1: so, from So this my parents are from africa they're from sierra leone they combined their names together and gave me trick. Okay. that's Today's my birthday, by the way. So, you know, that's really why I called up here. Happy, Happy born day, you, King.
5: You, you, you and Envy's dad. Yeah, today's my dad's
6: birthday,
1: too. Hey, it is a real brother ho- It's a real King holiday, I should say. There you go. Yo, salute but, to Sierra um,
7: Leone. You know, all my um, African ancestry goes back to Sierra Leone, Guinea-Bissau, and um, what's the other country over there? I don't remember. But
1: Sierra Leone and Guinea-Bissau, definitely. Yo, that's what's up. I read it in your book, and I was actually going to ask, because you send me another copy so I could get it to my brother if possible. Which one? I got and you. I got a bunch of them up there. I here. was also going to say, can I put my Cash App out there? So, you know, just in case somebody in America want to bless a brother, with some little change, change for the birthday, that would be cool. And most importantly, shout out to my Atlanta Falcons. Wow. You <laughs> was about to get I get some it, Cash bro. App money you are doing too well. That. <laughs> hey, listen, right now we're 4-2 and two with our new head coach. So, you know, forget that 5, I mean 0-5 start, you know. It was a lot of who games and stuff. It was about time we actually had to get rid of Dan Quinn, you know. He let us down in 2017. But we're not going to speak about that. We're going to the Super Bowl next year, and um, that's all I got to say. You sound like a Cowboys oh, wait, fan. Wait, wait, we're going
6: wait. to the Super Bowl next year. Well, thank wait. you for calling. I wasn't going to remind you. Wait, 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 wait,
7: wait, wait, Huh? Got to put out the cash. Okay, yet. just make it. I wasn't going to remind you. I just want to see if he was on point. Go ahead. Hey.
1: <laughs> It is B1U E E. Once again, B1U E E. And please just do something positive.
6: Now his there. brother don't have a story. He don't just wants some. He wants some change for his birthday. That's all he wants. And,
7: and stay on hold, man. And, get, and, and give our producer Dan your address. I'm hold gonna send on. you a copy of my um my second book, Shook One. I put him
6: on hold. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama.
3: Well, I really didn't have much to say. I just wanted to congratulate y'all. Y'all doing good. And I thought it was so sweet how y'all gave away money because there's really some broke <laughs> out there.
7: Stop <laughs> calling people the N-word. <laughs> stop calling them it broke.
3: It's, it's, gonna, it's, been, it's some unfortunate people when it comes to their pockets in America.
7: There you go. That's right. Every, yeah. so, there's a financial struggle out here for some folks. Well, we you
6: that. got it. You want you to give some money to some people? Ah, damn.
3: Heck no! I just lent somebody ten dollars yesterday.
6: No. <laughs> I'm with you, boo. Budget. <laughs> That's right. Budget that money.
7: Thank uh, you, mama. Ah, just something about that. That something about them two words together just do something two, to me. Broke, Nick. Broke. God damn. Lord have mercy! Right? It felt like back in the day when you heard Scrubs for the first time, like, I gotta get on my mama, huh? <laughs>
6: <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way, yeah?
5: Yes, and let's talk about a show that is coming to an end, a series that a lot of us used to watch. Our friends are on that show. And uh, it has to do with Chrissy Teigen and, and Freddie Gibbs.
6: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Oops. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Can we just play the song? And <laughs> last time we talked, the song was playing? We play Never this song mind. every hour. Okay. All right. Get it right. All right. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Mike Tyson. It's time,
8: time, time. She's spilling the tea.
0: This is the rumor report with Angela Yee oh. on the Breakfast Club.
5: Well, after Mike Tyson and Roy Jones' fight, a fan tried to fight Mike Tyson outside the Staples Center. They said he was leaving. And on the way out, a group of fans were looking for autographs. When Mike Tyson walked over there to sign them, a man in the crowd yelled out why he wouldn't fight him. And Mike Tyson jokingly responded and said that it wouldn't end well for him. And then the guy swung on Mike Tyson, <laughs> and you know then they- tried to reach into his waistband like he was trying to pull out a weapon. That's when Mike Tyson's team jumped in, and the guy took off.
7: That's been happening to Mike Tyson his whole life, though. Absolutely, like, mm-hmm. literally his whole life. People mm-hmm. think trying him in different places because mm-hmm. he's Mike Tyson.
5: Yeah, they said the same guy actually had tried to do something at a previous signing. He started some trouble there as well. Oh,
7: Mike should give him what he want. That's all. No, he <laughs> shouldn't. <Could> two pieces. <laughs> should right that's out it. And never ask give him what he
5: want. All right, now, Jake Paul is in talks, according to him, with Conor McGregor's camp, and he feels like that's the fight he wants to do next. Listen to this.
4: The Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor fight is going to happen, and it's just a matter of when, and uh, (laughs) it's going to be legendary. And I'm going to win, too. Like, that's that's what I really want people to understand is I'm going to dedicate my life to winning that fight because I'm not just going in there just to f***ing say I did it. I'm I'm going in there to f*** Conor McGregor up.
9: Is it fair to say there's actual
4: interest, Jake? Yeah, there is. It's business, baby. Jake Paul uh-huh. versus
7: Conor McGregor in a strictly boxing match. I don't, I don't know. I have to go back and watch uh, how McGregor looked in the ring against Floyd Mayweather. I do remember McGregor getting very uh-huh. tired uh, in, in in that fight. But I mean, if Jake Paul has been training the past three, four years uh-huh. consistently, just and it's just boxing. I spoke. I give Jake Paul a little fighting chance. Ran, randomly, I spoke to Jake Paul yesterday. There's no such thing as randomly. No, it was Jake really Paul.
6: random. Somebody that I knew was he, he called me. Well, he Facetime me first, and I didn't answer, and it was like uh, pick up right fast. So I picked up, and it was him and Jake Paul, and he wants to come on the um, show this week actually too.
7: Yeah, he's been up here before.
6: I wonder. I think Jake
7: Paul versus Conor McGregor. I don't know. In a box in a boxing match. I don't know.
5: Mm. All right, and Snoop Dogg is co signing the idea of becoming a sportscaster. I think that could potentially happen for him. I think people really enjoyed his commentary.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes,
5: and uh, I saw Snoop Dogg posted what somebody said that he's a natural commentator. He's Barkley on steroids. He's hilarious. Three years for $15 million. Who will make the call? I think it'd be great. So he should do mm-hmm. it. Now, Lil Wayne, why didn't he perform? Because you know he's one of the owners of Triller. So he's Snoop, one of.
6: Snoop is an uh, owner as well. Mm
5: hmm. Yes, but Lil Wayne was supposed to perform, didn't make it to the event. Well, according to sources, they said that there was a third-party event producer who interfered at the last minute and tried to insert themselves. It was a whole mess, a lot of confusion, and Lil Wayne got frustrated and decided to just not do the performance. And then by the time Triller found out, it was just too late, but he said he was happy that things went well.
7: I respect it. Mm -hmm. I don't do nothing I don't want to do.
5: All right. Now, we didn't get a chance to discuss this, but in the next hour, we'll talk about everyday struggle. That show is coming to an end, Complex's everyday struggle. It's been over three years since the show has been on Complex, and we'll tell you what went down.
6: Okay. All right. We'll get into that next, and we got front-page news. What are we talking about, ye?
5: Yes, and uh, we'll be we talking about Joe Biden and who he's been appointing because now we're finding out more about what his team looks like.
6: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey morning everybody, it's DJ N V Angela E. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Hey, my Giants are still number one. You know why? Oh, because shit. last night the Eagles lost to the Seahawks 23-17. I felt so
7: bad for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I'm like, why do they have to face an NFC East team during COVID? Mm-hmm. Okay, just a it's wa- a waste of, of uh, a gathering.
6: It wasn't an easy win, though, but they did win. Pointless gathering. Hey, they took the win. Social distance from all NFC East teams. Giants are still number one. Now, what else we got you?
5: Well, let's talk about what's been happening with some COVID relief talks. Now, they said that a bipartisan group of senators actually had some talks. They were informal to try to figure out what's going to happen to provide more economic relief to Americans. And they have to figure this out. You know, they're saying that right now the key programs that were enacted amid the pandemic are set to expire at the end of the year. That includes the pandemic emergency unemployment compensation, a federal student loan freeze, and nationwide eviction moratorium. So both sides have to do some give and take. They have a Democratic House. In the Senate, there's a need for Democratic votes to pass any bill. So they need a true bipartisan bill. They said not, this is our bill, take it or leave it. So they do need a specific timeline on when this can happen. They want to actually have some legislation passed. Um, they're saying after the January 5th Georgia runoff election, but before Joe Biden is inaugurated January 20th.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: All right. Now, Joe Pi- Joe Biden and his transition team announced several nominees and appointments for the incoming administration's top economic posts. You know, that's all going to have to do with this, too. They're going to have to make sure that they figure out what to do with coronavirus and yeah, there's some firsts in there too. They have the Federal uh, Reserve Chair, Janet Yellen. She's a former Federal Reserve Chair. She's uh, Biden's official nominee for Treasury Secretary. If that is confirmed, she'll be the first woman to serve as a department's leader in the 231 year history. Also, Nara Tandon is going to be serving as Director of the Office of Management and Budget. If that's confirmed, she'll be the first woman of color to lead that department as well.
7: Dope.
8: Mm hmm.
5: Mm hmm. Yeah, so you can see there's a a lot of diversity in people right now that uh, Joe Biden is is appointing. Now, today is also World AIDS Day, just so you guys know, December 1st. And right now, they are calling for global leaders and citizens to rally for global solidarity to maintain essential HIV services during COVID-19 and beyond, and to make sure that there is continued provisions of HIV services for children, adolescents, and populations most at risk for the disease. They want to call on countries to provide health workers with greater protection and support so that they continue to work safely during this pandemic. And they did find out from research. They've been investigating whether people with HIV have an increased risk of poor outcomes with COVID-19. And according to preliminary evidence, there is a moderate increased vulnerability. So it's even more urgent right now that people with HIV have access.
6: All right.
8: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: That's your
6: update. Okay. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Now, let's talk about this restaurant in Dallas. What happened with this uh, restaurant in Dallas? I've seen it all over over the social media blogs.
5: Well, it's called True Kitchen and Cocktails, and Kevin Kelly is the owner, and people were upset with him. This video went viral. There were women who were uh, dancing, and one woman in particular was dancing on her seat, and uh, she was leaning on the glass. She was twerking. The song, Throw That Ass in the Circle, was playing. And, you know, he cursed everybody say,
7: out. Some would say, throw that ass in the circle is a Negro spiritual. And when that song comes on, the spirit moves you and you can't control yourself. Some would say that. Some would
8: say that. <laughs> Who
5: would say that? Me. Well, I think we do. Do we have the audio of the owner of the restaurant? Yes.
2: I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept, so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on. Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? And so all this twerking and take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are twerking on glass here. If you want to do it, get out my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture.
6: (laughs) Well 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 he went up the to collective the collective
8: reaction of the audience.
6: <laughs> he said the F word. But he went up to the table a couple of times and asked them not to twerk and not to dance uh on the chairs and they continued to do it and he got upset and said, You know what? I asked you nicely pretty much to so not get the F out the restaurant. Right?
8: Mm-hmm. So was, yeah, I mean I that's, mean, that's, that's and I, I think
5: saw. what happened was when this first happened, people didn't know the backstory. They didn't know that he had addressed them several times. They also didn't understand why he cursed and made a speech to the whole restaurant instead of just the people that were twerking and, and make them leave.
7: Yeah, I think he already and, kicked them out. But if it's, it's, it's his restaurant, if he wanted to get his MLK Jr. on and give a I have a brunch speech, that's his right. <laughs> 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 right. I also think he felt like he was talking to family because he's black and you seem like it was majority mm-hmm. black people in there he thought that they could have some you know real candid conversation that's what I took from it
6: right but there's like he said there's certain places where the, you dance and you have a good time and there's certain places where you eat and have a re- I like I go to restaurants and I never see nobody standing on tables or standing on chairs mm-hmm. talking but then when I go to lounges mm-hmm. and I go to clubs yes I see that and I think his whole thing was look I asked you a couple of times. This is not that type of place. Please don't stand on the chairs. Don't stand on the table. Don't stand on the couch. Don't put your he said don't put your hands on the glass because you can fall and hurt yourself. I don't want a lawsuit. I asked you nicely a couple of times. Now yeah. I can't be nice anymore. Th- For my
7: restaurant. Yeah, I wouldn't have cursed at uh, the remaining customers in the restaurant. You know because they weren't the ones that were causing the disruption. That's that's about it. But other than that, I don't I don't see what he did what they did wrong here. What did I miss? People were upset about this? Yeah, very. Yeah, very
5: no. Good. Well, yeah, and also, like I said, I don't think people had the full backstory. They just saw the video of him cursing them out. They didn't know what had happened prior to, to that until yeah. it all came out after. That's what happened.
7: Yeah, I don't think he should have said get the F out of the restaurant, but if you've asked someone to stop doing something a couple of times and they do it again Bro. intentionally Bro. just as a F you. That's
6: a F you to me.
5: Yeah,
7: then then you got to go. You yeah. jump on my furniture and push on the glass twerking in my establishment after I ask you not to, then you just don't respect me and my venue. So, See, and
6: I... And I yeah, and I hate that though. I hate when people say, "Well, he shouldn't have used the f word." So it's like, but but I, when I ask you to leave a couple of times and you continue to do it, you're saying "f me." So I can't say. Well, f f was, I think those
7: people were gone. So that's why I were think he, should, he shouldn't have said that to the remaining customers mm-hmm. in the building. I don't know. though. I wasn't there. I don't know if the people were still there or not. So mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. All
5: right. Well, we'll get more into it because we'll talk more about his response. And he did a, a response on Instagram as well as an interview with TMZ. So we'll tell you what that is.
6: All right. We'll get into that next 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
5: Pull out, pull
0: out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Call 800 585
6: 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we open up the phone lines. We're talking about a restaurant in uh, Dallas. Uh, the name of the restaurant, what's the name of that, the restaurant, you eat? True.
5: True Kitchen and Cocktails. True Kitchen
6: and Cocktails. Now, The owner got at some people uh, that was twerking at his restaurant.
2: I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept, so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? And so all this twerking and... Take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are twerking on glass here. If you want to do it, get f- out my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture.
7: I don't like how we're reducing this to just twerking. I don't like that narrative. That's not... What happened in this situation? It wasn't the twerking. It was the disrespect. If you right. come to a table and you ask, you know, some folks not to do something and, you know, they continue to do it and then intentionally jump up on the table at the restaurant, put their hands on the glass and twerk to say F you for telling them, you know, not to twerk a couple of times, that's just disrespect. It don't have nothing to do with the fact that throw that ass in the circle was playing and the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the Holy Ghost got into this young lady and she just had to throw her ass in the circle. That's not what happened here.
6: Right. And I agree with you. I mean, he, he went to the table a couple of times and asked them please, and they disrespected him and said, not only am I still going to do it, I'm going to get on the couch and put my hands on the glass and continue. Yeah, you got to get out. You got to get out. Because all I'm thinking about at, at that time is not only the disrespect, but if you fall into
5: that glass
6: and something happens to you, I'm losing my business. He said that. He said I'm that in his Facebook business. post. I saw that in his Facebook post. He said that because he's an mm-hmm. attorney, right. too. Yeah.
5: So Yes, he said, but he, he also said, While I would like to apologize to the patrons who I offended by my poor choice of wording, I think this full story and a bit of video might help your understanding of the final straw with guest address and ask to leave. So at first, people didn't see that he had went over to the table multiple times and asked these guests uh, to stop. And then the video we saw was just him pretty much cursing out people in the restaurant.
7: Yeah, I don't think he should have said get the F out of the restaurant. To, to, the, to the remaining patriots in the restaurant, but if you've asked someone to stop doing something a couple of times and they do it again intentionally, just as a F you, then then you got to go. Yeah, you jump on the times- furniture and push on my glass, twerking in my establishment after I
6: asked you not to. You just don't respect me yeah, or times- my venue. How many times I gotta ask you nicely, like I, like you know, I I asked you a couple times, like hey, can you not do it? Also, you to do it, get the F
7: out. We're, 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 he's black, right? Correct, and he's mm-hmm. a black restaurant. I guarantee he's in a white area in Dallas, mm-hmm. and those white folks probably be giving him hell. Seeing all those black folks in that establishment all the time, they probably always reporting them, trying to get them jammed up, you know. And one thing about being black, when you own uh, a establishment like that, it's very difficult to get licenses. Yep. But easy for them to take them away.
6: Absolutely. So you probably the- overly cautious. Let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is
3: Katrina from Florida. Hey, hey Katrina, Katrina from What are Florida. your thoughts, mama? Hi, you guys. Um, my thought is I don't think he said anything wrong at all. I think a lot of the time, as black people, we complain of, you know, our establishment and businesses not having great customer service or we always find a way to put each other down. And finally, you know, from the way he looked in the video, how many people were there, he has a well-established restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he's asking is for you to respect the restaurant as you would somewhere else. You know, um, there's there's no place, restaurant, um, any business really to stand on furniture and act like that. Especially when he told you guys multiple times not to do it. I tell people all the time: if your mama told you don't play on the furniture at home, that means you ain't allowed to play on the furniture nowhere else. You know, so you I think they should have had a little bit more respect, you know, for his business. And like he said, especially being a black-owned business, we have something good going. Don't mess it up, you know. Make ourselves look bad. We're here to uplift each other. So just respect, you know, his things, and you know, that's all you have to do.
7: You know what you got to okay. do? Thank you you know. got to put plastic on his furniture no, in the restaurant. All black people know. Do no. Not get on the furniture with the plastic no, on. He can't do that. He Don't even do that.
6: sit on it. And the food looked good. I can't wait. Till I get back to Dallas. I want to try that restaurant. That food looked amazing. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, good morning, Envy. It's Q, man. What's so up? Hey, Q. Hey,
9: Q. Nothing much, man. This brother. I'm a business owner, and this brother was wrong. I could, I could completely understand that the ladies were disrespectful, but at the same time, you have to maintain your composure. I've been in that situation plenty of times, and it could actually turn ugly. God forbid they had dudes coming to pick them up. And one of them comes inside and wants to fight the owner down. Um, it could turn really ugly. So he but, shouldn't have done that. I think if there were dudes, so what, he wouldn't have spoke to them like that. What would you expect them to do? White though? women? What would you, what, just like, like they wouldn't go to a white restaurant and act like that. I don't think he would have spoke to white women or Hispanic women or or Asian women like that. I think he just spoke so to so anybody that's disrespecting this restaurant. But what would you do? What
6: huh? would you do in that situation?
9: Um, I would tell them, I would turn off the music. I'd say, DJ, you know what? Cut that, throw that whatever in a circle off. <laughs> and then I'd be like, listen, i cut the music off because people don't want to respect the rules. I ask you to leave. Well, you don't want to leave. Now I have to get the authorities involved because what happens well, I, in that situation? So now we don't want to call
6: the well, cops on these women.
9: Uh, yeah, these I wouldn't want to call the cops. And he I'm
5: did, I will it. say, afterward he did apologize <laughs> for his poor choice of wording. So he did say that.
6: Yeah, the white yeah. man would have definitely
7: called the cops on them ASAP. Yeah. No, first you know, time out the gate.
5: You called the cops to escort them out
9: because the situation now, when you don't keep your composure in situations like that, it becomes what you said and not actually what the people did. So in the Bronx, I ha- it was a similar situation. You call the, the police in the owner. Bronx. <laughs> the Bronx is a little different. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. And the girl did something and the business owner handled it wrong. He disrespected her. Even though she was wrong, she went and called her boyfriend. He shot her and he died. The dude, the dude. I mean, the dude. Her boyfriend came in and shot the dude, and he died. Listen, you know what's so crazy? You, 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 if he just spoke to her with respect, he you, did though. You, know. Three times. The ladies for no. twerking in a restaurant were wrong, but you still, as a black man, the way we interact with our women. We have to treat
6: them... But he did. He he went to that table three times politely. What what I see with his praying hands and asked him, please. Now now you call security of
9: the police and ask them to leave. Now I'm going to be honest with you. As a black man, I would not call the police police only
7: because we've seen what happened in situations like Waffle House and stuff like that. It would be very hard for me to call the police in a situation like that. I'm not going to lie. I would probably have my security at the restaurant do it, but not the police. But also, we don't know when he was standing in the restaurant uh, yelling at people if those people were still there. I don't know if those people were still there.
6: Right, but not only that, you call the police, now you have an infraction on your business. Does that go against your business, that police came to your business? You might not want that. I know a lot of times... Yeah, I would not want him to call the police. When you own businesses, you don't want the police to put... Any infractions on your business that they had to come for any reason. Because when you got to go against the community board, go up up, up for the community board, it shows, oh, we were called to this restaurant 20 times. Mm -hmm. We were called to this restaurant five times. And like you said, he's a a brother in a white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to keep his business alive without having a problem. Because I'm sure they're trying to push push the buff out. But let's talk about it some more. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Don't Call me. And your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Come on.
6: 800 585 1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're taking your calls. 800 585 1051. We're talking about this uh, restaurant in Dallas. What happened in Dallas, E?
5: Yes, the owner of Dallas's True Kitchen and Cocktails, he actually had to have some women leave because he went over to the table several times, asked them to stop twerking. One woman was standing on her seat with her hands against the glass windows. He said, my immediate reaction was this woman could fall through this window and we could be the target of a lawsuit if she is injured. My second reaction was enough is enough. After already addressing this behavior twice, these customers no longer deserve the courtesy of kindness I expressed in the earlier encounters as it was met with disrespect and intentionally ignored. That's why they were told to leave.
7: Let so me I ask you a question? Because yeah. I, I didn't see this on social media. What exactly
6: are people upset about? That he talked to them and told them that they couldn't dance in the restaurant in the way that they spoke to them.
5: Well, oh, no, I think that they didn't mm. see the videos because he posted the videos and he posted his response that he had went over there a couple of times before with the video that people saw of him cursing them out. And, and, you know, he did tell them. I think we have the audio, right, of him cursing them out?
6: Yeah, let's let's play the audio.
2: I invested a lot of money into buying this building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? And so all this twerking and taking f- take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies, and I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are twerking on glass here. If you want to do it, get f- out my restaurant because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture.
7: Now, see, I guess that's the thing for me. I don't know if those... People were already removed from the restaurant. If he was talking to the remaining customers in there, I wouldn't have said get the F out.
6: Or maybe the maybe the remaining customers thought it was foul. And he was explaining what he did, and then he told them that, yo, I told Possibly. him numerous times to get up the restaurant. <laughs> There's a restaurant in in Atlanta called BQE. Shout out to BQE. I love that restaurant. I put my feet on the table, right? And uh what? why would you do that? Put my feet on the table, my feet on the couch. You know how you sit on the couch, like you sit on the couch, it's, the a, it's booth. a lounge.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, right. Right. and I put my feet
6: on the couch. And mama came over there and said, take my damn feet off the couch. That's right. And you know what I did? I took my damn that's feet right. off the couch. I didn't take it personal. I was like, she right. My feet shouldn't be on this couch. And you got to respect
7: people's establishment. Absolutely. You got to respect people's venue. Respect people. Like, like if, if, if that guy came to you and told you twice, look, don't do that, please, yada, yada, yada. And then you still did it as a F you
6: intentionally. What do you expect to happen from that point? <laughs> like, what do you expect? Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is man. Columbia. How's the gun? 803,
7: what's happening? Metro. What's up, Charlie, man? What's up? Peace, King. What up, what's bro? What's
1: up? What are your thoughts, bro? Man, my thing is just like this. I understand what dude's saying. That's cool. That is his restaurant. He got his own opinion on that. But my thing is, too, where I see whatever music that you playing, that's going to fit that thing. That's like if you go to a club oh boy. and you're going in, and they saying, you know, Buck, give you nothing, whatever. You You're going to have a fight. First
7: you. of all, your black card's taken away because you said Buck before Nuck. You knuck should be ashamed you of your goddamn self. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well,
1: look, well, at uh, well, hey, I'm 47 years old, bro. I ain't with all that, man. I'm old school. I'm 42. And you and South- buck is, that's our era. And you from South Carolina, <laughs> That's too. right. That's our era. Nuck,
9: then Buck. That's right. That is our era. Okay, Nuck, then Buck. All right? That's, that's right. right. <laughs> it's too late now. You ain't know <laughs> That's right. We might have to hang up on yeah, you, bro. you're right, you're right. It, man, it, you going to hang up on
7: me? I'm from 803? Come no, on, man, go ahead. Express <laughs> yourself, man. We just nucking now,
1: now you start bucking. That's right, that's right. It's all good. I'm bucking now. But like I said, <laughs> man, it is the, it's the music that you fit in the scene with, man. I don't
6: agree is, with that. Just don't play that type of music, so, though. So, bro, I mean, you, know what I'm saying? you hear Swag Surfing, you just start Swag Surfing, or you hear Doodle Brown, you just jump out the car and start shaking, bro?
7: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with anything. What I'm saying is it has nothing to do with the music. She was being blatant oh, intentionally disrespectful cuz he told her to stop doing that twice already. Yeah, I
5: mean, listen, you can dance in your seat. You can have a good time. You don't have to stand on the furniture.
7: Yeah, and and he she only yeah, did yeah, it because he had right. told her not to do it twice.
9: That's right. That is true. That's, that's all. It I was it intentionally disrespectful. On
1: both sides. Yeah, now, if you got those, now, you know what they call them, the N-word. You know you're going to have some of those everywhere you go. So, that is the point. (laughs) Goodbye, brother. Goodbye.
8: I'm sorry.
6: Ah! Goodbye, man. Go buck if you knock, man. All
8: right,
6: man. Peace out, y'all. Doodle brown. Swag something. Ah! (laughs) Goodness gracious. Ah!
7: (laughs) It is, though. I mean, listen, all jokes aside, I mean, these are some Negro spirituals. I can't help it. If certain songs come on, I'ma let this ass go. What? I'm just okay. saying. What song? <laughs> A lot of them. That ain't one. Nuck if you buck is one of them. One. I don't care where you at. Nuck if you buck, we gonna start nucking and bucking. You know what I mean? No, what song make you make you you shake your ass? Oh. Uh, I want to rock, by uncle Luke. Ooh, I want to rock. I want to rock. You can't keep still when that come crazy. on.
5: So, anyway. You
7: drum, I'm drum about to
6: play that record. See, nope. Drum, you kinky, Drum. Nope. You kinky, And I'm going to
7: come drum. right in there and grind right behind Drum.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: how I'm we get to make
8: Drum here? scrub
6: the ground.
5: How did
8: we get here? <laughs> huh?
7: You know how we got here. What's the moral of the story? <laughs>
8: Man.
7: The moral of the story is just simply respect people. Like, why can't you just respect people? Like, he was being respectful. Why couldn't that, that other party just show that respect back? It's simple. And disrespect usually will be met with disrespect. That's all. So if All you right. felt like yeah. you got disrespected, it's probably because you put that energy of disrespecting somebody else out there. Listen,
5: I agree with him that he should have asked those women to leave the restaurant if they weren't respecting his business. I don't agree with his how he addressed the whole restaurant, and he did apologize for that. And I do think his wording was wrong and certain things that he said about women respecting themselves like you can't twerk but respect yourself i don't think that's true and so i think what he had to say was wrong but i do think when you own a business you don't want people standing on the furniture pushing on the glass and you ask them politely twice and they continue to do it they gotta go
7: you know what it reminded me of too you remember that that skit on reasonable doubt after 22 tools goes off mm-hmm. can oh can i kick it goes off yeah and then maria davis is like such and such and such. Like, who was in here smoking Some weed? smoking no, weed. Can't smoke weed. Shut up! And, and she's like, "That's why we can't have nice things, and we need to do better." And you that's what it felt like, mm-hmm. honestly. Somebody needs to push, put that on the album, is what I'm saying. All right, all right. Well, we got rumors on the way. E.
5: Yes, let's talk about Travis Scott. Now, Forbes did this huge article on him about the money that he makes from McDonald's, PlayStation, and Nike deals. We'll tell you what that looks like. All right, we'll
6: get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Everyday struggle. There we go. Listen
0: up. It's just in. all the gossip. gossip, gossip. The Rumor Report, gossip with Angela, Angela Yee.
5: It's the Rumor Report. The
0: Breakfast Club.
5: All right, well, unfortunate news for everyday struggle. That show is coming to an end. Wayno, Nadesca, Academics, the final show is now slated for December 17th.
6: Why? Wow. No. Did they
5: say why? Well, okay. So, Academics had his explanation of the demise of the show. And so, according to Academics, he feels like it had something to do with Chrissy Teigen and Freddie Gibbs. Here's what he had to say.
4: Yes, it was a very weird moment with the Chrissy Teigen thing. But it wasn't only that. I received calls from them about other content that they felt I probably or shouldn't be engaging in. And I, I specifically told them, I said, listen. While you may look at me as I'm the guy on your show, I have a whole different brand to run. Remember remember, I got suspended. But I remember saying to them, if you guys are going to police what I do off of your platform, not realizing that I have to defend my own platform that I'm building, I never came here to be an employee.
7: First of all, drop on the clues bombs for Academics Microphone. I don't know if he's doing that from his house, but that audio is fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, salute to my guy, Wayno and Academics. Salute to Nedeska. I don't see any of them being synonymous with everyday struggle. I mean, I didn't know if Nideska until the platform, but Wayno bueno and Act have been making their mark way before that show existed. So I'm sure all three of them will be A-OK.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: And sadly, that's just the lifespan for a lot of hip-hop shows. Three or four years. That's why when folks look back and see what The Breakfast Club has been doing for almost 10 years, next week will be 10 years, actually. Next week, yep. Y'all, y'all will appreciate the evolution because I personally feel like we show how far you can take it and we showcase
4: the many dimensions hip hop.
5: Well, he also talks about Freddie Gibbs and how he feels like the situation where him and Freddie Gibbs had a back-and-forth also played a role
4: I felt it was a spit in the face when Complex while trying to tell me that I should shut the f- up You said something about Chrissy Teigen. That's not okay. They awarded I mean literally a couple days after they awarded Freddie Gibbs with like lyricist or like some like award Even though he was saying that he couldn't wait till I die that he could spit on my casket. It told me a lot Ah, welcome
7: to my world Okay, you know many artists have th- threatened to kill me, and they still get radio play and still get invited to concerts. And then I got to come to the concerts and introduce them. It happens. Okay, it's part, of, it's part of the game. I doubt Complex got rid of them because of that.
5: All right. Well, Freddie Gibbs, of course, responded, and he said, "And you a lie, bitch. I ain't say that I was gonna squeeze your breasts. And then he played the <laughs> audio, proving. What? Oh,
4: whoa, 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 whoa what was what? That?
5: What did you just say? Yeah. Freddie Gibbs responded to academics. And he said, You a lie. I didn't say I was gonna squeeze. I didn't say that. I said I was gonna squeeze your breasts. Oh, Mm. okay. And here is that freestyle where he said that.
1: Cancel that bitch, get that bitch fired. You know that fat ass line. Uh, ain't with me. When I catch academic, I'm gonna squeeze (laughs) him.
7: Yo, Freddie is silly, man. He's stupid,
5: man. man. So stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say nothing oh about Freddie God. Gibbs because you already know he's going to get on his Instagram story and, and have something funny to say. I mean, I, so.
7: can't, I can't no joke with his wordplay either now. Okay? That's a good back and forth.
5: All right. Now, let us discuss Ice Cube. Where has he been? Well, Ice Cube posted himself. Where the hell has Ice Cube been? And here's what he posted.
10: Yeah, I've been working behind the scenes few major companies who want to do stuff. We are modifying the contract. It's taking a minute because, you know, we want to make sure we, you know, specifically hitting all the areas that we may have missed. All the people who dissed what I was doing, I'm going to just watch you and see what you get out the whole deal. You talking about, I was worried about getting some taxes or some Anybody that would go through all this for some taxes is an idiot.
5: All right, so he's still working on it, guys. I
7: I, I, I have faith in Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Unlike mm-hmm. a lot of other people, you know, I don't know why people would ever think that Ice Cube would be uh, on the side of anything except for the side of blackness. So
5: yeah, but I'd never think Ice Cube has bad intentions in anything exactly. that he's doing.
7: You he may not like the way he does things, but he definitely his, his intentions are pure.
5: All right, now Walmart has revealed that Patty LaBelle sold fifteen hundred sweet potato pies I per said, hour during Thanksgiving per hour.
7: I believe. Drop on a cruise bombs for Queen Patty LaBelle. Mm-hmm. That, is is.
5: that is amazing. How many pies did she sell? Thirty-six thousand <laughs> of her sweet potato pies every day. That's how much she sells. So that's they said fifteen hundred per hour. How many did they <laughs>
1: ship?
9: A I need lot to know. Of damn pies. <laughs> I'm
7: gonna call. <sighs> man, nothing to call the house for. Never mind. Call Charles. What? Yeah, I, I, you I call saw, the house for sweet
9: potato not, pie. I, how many no, I, 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 I do
7: check on Miss LaBelle. I got the house number. She got a house phone. Still. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Still? <laughs> I mean, she probably I got the house number. I don't know. I don't know. All right. And, uh, I just wanna uh, know, know how
5: many about, did she ship. Cool. Let's talk about Travis Scott for a second. They did a Forbes article on him about how much money he's making from McDonald's, PlayStation, Nike deals, and all of that. And, you know, he has a lot of different things going on. He has brands that he works with, like General Mills, PlayStation, Epic Games, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And for Epic, he did that performance on live concert within Fortnite that got 12 million viewers. For McDonald's, he did a a Travis Scott branded menu. Mm -hmm. They said it was so popular that McDonald's had supply shortages, and that never happens. They said that Travis is a cultural icon. They said the largest story here is that brands historically have told celebrities how to say their message. I think it's very clear that Travis Scott and his team have gotten through to these brands that they have a very clear aesthetic messaging and strategy. They said, if he can make McDonald's cool, the thing of pop culture right now, that's the ultimate sign that he's made. it, And he made a lot of money off of doing that merch too for McDonald's. So what they're saying is that, Uh, He's making more than $100 million this year from PlayStation, Fortnite, McDonald's, and Nike.
7: God bless. I love it. Mm -hmm. God bless the brother. Mm -hmm.
5: So, you know, shout out to him because they said with the McDonald's merch, he bought in about $15 million from sales from that. He made $5 million from the endorsement aspect of the deal. Nike, they said, probably earns him about $10 million a year or so. But the added value that the partnership brings him as a go-to person for brands looking to level up damn. is unquantifiable. That's Travis
7: good. out here, like, he's bouncing the basketball. You got all them damn endorsement mm-hmm. deals. Drop on the clues balls Travis Scott. But
6: the dope thing about he Travis, he stays in his lane. He does what he wants to do. He don't do anything views Unless he wants to, like Travis does him, and I love it. Mining his business. Mine is damn mine business. Mine is
7: black-owned business.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports.
6: All right. Thank
7: you, Miss Yi. you Speaking of mind your business, we're you giving a down. Can do. Uh, for after the hour, um, Chicago, Chicago, y'all out here acting like Florida. You know what I mean? But this is a classic case of trauma. But uh, we'll discuss it. All right.
6: We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs>
0: Time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey
9: of the Day. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey? He,
10: oh, okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches.
3: Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one.
7: Yeah, it's Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, December 1st. Goes to a Chicago man named James Dixon. James is 29 years old, and he is facing first-degree murder charges because he stabbed a brother named Vincel Jackson, who was 52 years old. Uh, rest in peace to Vincel Jackson. Now, I know, I know, I know. In the words of my guy, Jesus it's nice. You got to hear both sides. Some people um, can sit back and say some stabbings could be justified, depending on what happened. Let me assure you, this isn't one of those times. Okay, let me paint the story for you. According to the Chicago Tribune, uh, James allegedly had drank several alcoholic beverages prior to the stabbing. So he was drunk and he allegedly punched Vincel Jackson in the face. And then the fight moved to the front porch. You know, nice little holiday fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep your blood flowing. But when they got to the front porch, uh, Vincel was stabbed nine times, leaving him with wounds to his head and face. Now, what did James Dixon punch
11: Vincel in the face for? Let's go to the Chicago Tribune for the report, please. A Thanksgiving guest is accused of killing a Chicago man in a fight over putting hands in the leftover food. Stop, James stop, Dixon. Right
7: there. stop, stop, stop. That's very Florida, okay? All right, <laughs> stop for a second before we hear anything Goodness else. Gracious. James Dixon, a Walmart worker with three prior felony convictions, including arson, stabbed the man because he put his hands... And the leftovers. Now, James,
8: uh-uh.
7: James, prior to being escorted uh, out of court on Sunday, James asked the judge how much time he faces if convicted. The judge said, oh, for first-degree murder, murder, carries 20 to 60 years. 20 to 60 years because you didn't like the fact that someone put their hands in the damn leftover Thanksgiving food?
11: Play the whole clip from the Chicago Tribune. A Thanksgiving guest is accused of killing a Chicago man in a fight over putting hands in the leftover food. James Dixon, 39, was charged with murder after a fight early Friday morning that began inside a home and spilled outside to the porch. Dixon was spotted digging into the leftover food with his bare hands and the host's boyfriend, 52-year-old Vince L. Jackson, tried to escort him out of the home. Prosecutors said Dixon sucker punched Jackson and stabbed him nine times on the porch. Mm. Dixon ran away from the house. Jackson later died at a hospital. Dixon told investigators he fought with Jackson but said he was stabbed first. Dixon was treated for a small cut on his neck and cuts on his fingers at a hospital before he was arrested.
7: Now see, when one nucks you must buck. But there was no nucking going on here. Okay, don't tell me you got upset. This man put his bare hands in the leftovers because of COVID. Because you swung on him. There's no such thing as socially distanced fighting. Okay, my brother, James Dixon, I don't know what type of trauma that you're dealing with that has you in such pain, that has you so hurt, that will cause you to throw your whole life away and take a whole life because he put his bare hands in the leftovers? My God, I wish someone have been someone would have intervened early on in this man James Dixon's life, okay? This is why I be on folks asked about going to therapy, this is why I be on folks asked about getting some healing, because this ain't got nothing to do with no damn Thanksgiving leftovers. James was already hurting. He was mad about something else, and unfortunately, he took it out on Vincent. This is why I be staying out of people's way, okay? Hurt people hurt people, and there's a lot of hurt folks walking around. Anger is a common reaction to trauma. You be angry at the person or situation responsible for the trauma. You be angry at yourself because you be blaming yourself for what happened that caused you the trauma, and that makes you more irritable than usual, and you have a hard time. Understanding why you keep snapping at folks. It's because you traumatized, fool, and you need to go deal with that hurt and stop taking it out on other people. And that's what happened to Vincel. He was the victim of the trauma that James Dixon has inside of him that he hasn't dealt with. So I have empathy for both parties here, okay? James and Vincel, but goddamn, James. Leftovers, my G you facing 20 to 60 years because someone put their bare hand in the leftovers? That's not worth going to prison for no 20, 60 years and have a man put his bare hands in your boogie? Please let Remy Ma give James Dixon the biggest hee-haw.
3: Hee-haw, uh-uh. hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker.
6: you
7: dumb. Only thing could make this story worse is if the leftovers were today, day old. Okay, if you're still eating Thanksgiving leftovers right now, you kind of deserve to get swung on. I'm
6: just saying. Don't judge anybody. I just threw mine out yesterday, last night. I, I, one, I, th- I threw mine out yesterday.
7: I threw mine out yesterday. But we have been stopped eating them, though. But I threw, I did throw mine out yesterday. And I felt bad. But I'm like, why would I give this to somebody and I wouldn't even eat it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let the raccoons have it. Right. And the bears. And the deers. And the deers. And whatever else is out Foxes there. Foxes and all that. Foxes, the possums. Yeah.
6: All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back... Um, Grandmaster Maurice Astley will be joining us. Explain who that is. Now he's a uh, Brooklyn Jamaican American chess grandmaster from Brooklyn. He gets busy in chess. There's not too many grandmasters. There's not too many black grandmasters. So he is a black grandmaster. He's going to talk about how he got into the chess. So he's
7: the man in chess. He's like the LeBron James of chess, he's right? One, yeah. The he, Patrick Mahomes of chess.
6: Absolutely. And okay. I've been I've been watching this thing on Netflix called Queen's Gambit. That's all about chess. Oh yeah, I've
5: been watching that too. So I've
6: been loving it. So um, the fact that and we shout to out speak to him. A,
5: yeah, shout out to him because, you know, I've heard about him for so long because I used to work for Wu-Tang and they're so big into chess and he's like a major ch- uh, hero for them. So yeah. I'm excited. You know how to play chess, Ye? I do know how to play chess. She- I learned because of them. Charlamagne, you know?
6: Do I know what? How to play chess.
7: No, I lie like I do, though. <laughs> like in life, wow. I'll say things like, this is chess, not checkers. I don't even know what the hell that means. Sounds- I do know how to play. I do
5: know how to play chess.
8: Great. I don't know what's wrong chess
7: with you. Chess takes
5: a lot, a lot of patience, and it does. sometimes you so does you overthink. You overthink so much about what move. Because if you like, if I move here and then he moves there and then I move yeah. this, but then what if he moves this and then I have to move yeah. here? Is Same with checkers.
6: It's thinking, we, thinking mm-hmm. ten steps ahead. My, Why my, my, do we disrespect My uncle checkers? taught me how to play chess. <laughs> huh? Why do we disrespect checkers like that? As if
7: checkers isn't a, 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 a intricate game as well. I think the thing about chess is,
5: that's different is that all the pieces move differently. Different,
6: yeah, different play. Yeah, different pieces, different ways. Mm-hmm. One might move to the left.
7: one you be a pawn, diagonal, a rook, a yeah. queen, the horse.
5: Really? They all move differently. I don't know how to play chess, the but I, li-
7: I listen to Wu Tang and I, I love the movie Fresh. That's one of my favorite movies. So therefore, I love chess. That's all you got, huh? Mm-hmm. All
6: right. Well, Maurice <laughs> Ashley, grandmaster Maurice Ashley. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club.
6: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Grandmaster Maurice Ashley. Charlamagne. I
7: love the fact that you know you're, you're, you're a grandmaster because that's just something our people don't see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Black people, a lot of times we go towards athletics, entertainment, but I feel like you would inspire so many just because you've made money doing what you love to do, which is playing
10: chess. That's exactly right. It's a big issue for me as well. You know, I, I went to Riker's. Island wants to teach young people at Rikers. I'm talking about 17, 18, 19 year olds. And I came in the first day and the teacher introduced me as a grandmaster. And a young brother in the back looked at him and said, there's no way he's a grandmaster. Karate. I thought he was going to be Asian or something. Oh, wow. wow, yeah. And you know, that really hurt me because it spoke to the fact that when we see us as athlete, as athletes and rappers and the like, it's easy. And that's our perception, even of ourselves. And to see a fellow black man walk in the room and be a chess grandmaster, not only did it shock him, he, he insisted that it wasn't true. And so we've got to fix that, we're diverse, we have talents in multiple areas, and we need to promote our intellectuals that are doing big things in many different fields.
6: What does it take to be a grandmaster? Like what what does it take to, to get that on your name? Like what, what, what does it take, what's the
10: process? The International Chess Federation has a very rigorous process based on who you play against. They have to be rated players. They have to be internationally ranked as well. There has to be grandmasters in the group of players you competed against. And based on their ranking, there's a formula that says you have to perform at this level.
5: How many women grandmasters are there?
10: Currently, there are 37 women grandmasters in the world. Women are vastly underrepresented in the sport. Uh, it's something that we're trying to address. I don't know if you saw the movie, the the Netflix series, Queen's Gambit. That's just tearing up the airways right now. It's actually the most popular Netflix series in the world. And I think it's mainly because of, okay, the storyline. It was really well done. But also seeing a woman do her thing in, in that rarefied air has got a lot of people excited. Do you actually drink Hennessy, Maurice? I do. I do from time to time. I don't, you know, they gave me like... You don't even want to know. I, I got like the liquor store in my apartment right now. But, but you know, I chill. I chill a little bit. I love, I love a little cocktail once, twice. How, how did you feel when they reached out to you for the Black Excellence campaign? I was stunned, to be honest. It was absolutely incredible. It was an honor. I knew about the campaign, uh, the Never Stop, Never Settle, Wild Rabbit campaign, based on the story they did with Major Taylor, Marshall Taylor, the cyclist from the 1900s. And I only knew about it because I saw Hennessy ads. I only knew about him because I saw Hennessy ads while I was watching the NBA games. And when I found out they were gonna do me and that possibly my commercial is gonna run during the NBA playoffs while I'm watching LeBron get it done. And then on top of that, just thinking about the memories, the people who raised me, my mom who sacrificed all she sacrificed so that our, her kids could come to the United States. I'm from Jamaica originally. And you know she was apart from us for 10 years. And my grandmother, in her older days, raising us while my mom was away, my dad as well, turning his life around so he could be a part of our lives. And, you know, it's just amazing to later have this opportunity to represent where I'm from and the people who really got me to where I am today. Who, who introduced you to chess? I first learned from my brother. My brother played with his friends, but it was like any game. It was like checkers. It was like Monopoly I didn't get serious until I got to high school and that's when I fell in love with it and just played all day. I was one of the the nerds in high school. You know, one of the kids, you know, Angela, she wouldn't even have looked at me back in the day. She'd have been like, Oh, come on, man. He's like, I love nerds now. Oh, there you go. You know, they usually come around later. They usually come around to the nerds later. <laughs> yeah, once they, once they, once they, about they about dog their dog boyfriend gets
7: killed or sent to jail for life. I'll <laughs> be real. I'm tired <laughs> of
5: my boyfriend having
7: people over me yeah (laughs) maurice i i knew when radio was my passion
10: right when did you know chess was your passion high school i was lit up in high school man that was it i just wanted to do it every day my grades started slipping my mother was talking to me like what what are you gonna do with chess where's the money in chess but i just really wanted to do it i i didn't even plan it i just wanted to do it every single day i didn't know what the money was going to be like i wanted to become a grandmaster that's all i knew do you got to imagine a young brother in brownsville brooklyn reading chess books in his apartment, you know, gunshots is going outside. And all I'm doing is studying chess every day. I mean, imagine that. I was just so passionate about it. I just wanted, it's all I wanted to do. And I can't believe, you know, years later becoming a grandmaster, getting inducted into the U.S. Chess Hall of Fame. It's, uh, it's like a miracle. It's crazy.
5: I have so much respect for the game, too. When I used to be on tour with Wu-Tang, all they used to do backstage, people would think it would be wild, but they'll be back there playing chess for hours uh, before they perform. And that's how they would like, well, RZA and Jizza, at least that's how they would get ready.
10: It's amazing, man. It's an amazing game, it makes you mentally tough. It gets you focused. It's just the type of game that transforms a lot of your thinking patterns. and helps you to manage life better, manage business better. It's just fantastic, and I'm not surprised, man. Those guys, uh, Jizza and Riza, they, they're the real deal.
7: When, when did you make your first dollar? When did you be like, when did you say to yourself, oh, I can make money off
10: this? And, and at, what point, at what point did you go to mom and say, mom, look? You know, it's funny, it came to me. Uh, it was an old Jewish lady. Her name was Betty Dykman, she's passed on. But she came up to me and said that they had a chess program in the, with the Americans Chess Foundation that was bringing chess to inner city kids. And would I be interested in teaching kids in the Bronx and in Harlem? And I was in college at the time and I was like, I don't you know, sounds interesting. And then they said, well, you know, for your level of play, we'll pay you $50 an hour. And I was like, what? <laughs> a college kid, 50 an hour? I mean, it was only like 8 to 10 hours a week, but still, going to college yeah. and pay, bringing that down, I was like, yo, this is it right here. You know when m- moms heard that, she was eyes lit up like, okay, now you're finally getting paid. And it was, you know, it's all gravy after that. Absolutely. Well, Maurice, yeah. we appreciate
7: you
6: for checking in and inspiring the youth.
7: Yeah, and how, and how do they get in touch with you? Do you got like a I don't know, a class or something that's available, some way to, to, to teach these young kids, you know, how to be like Maurice?
10: Well, you know, we have chess programs in Brooklyn with the Police Athletic League. But if you really want to find out about me, you can just go on my website, mauriceashley.com. And I'm on all the social medias. You know, you can hit me there too.
6: All right. Well, it's Maurice Ashley. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. The Thank Breakfast you, man. Club.
10: Thank
8: you, everybody. Good <laughs>
6: <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk
0: Steph Curry. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah,
5: nah. Well, Steph Curry is going to be creating a new brand with Under Armour. It's called Curry Brand. So it's going to be footwear, apparel, and accessories. And that extends his relationship with Under Armour beyond his sneaker deal that he did back in 2013.
7: Is that um, he he got equity in Under Armour, right? Don't oh, you got yeah, yeah,
6: okay. Salute to Steph Curry, yeah, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. You still got your shares at uh, Under Armour? Listen, that's why I was excited because I'm <laughs> really hoping one day these shares go back up yeah, because I do up. have, yeah, some stuck in Under Armour, kind of bricked
6: out on us, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll
5: shoot back up. I just held on to it all me this too. time and did nothing, so yeah, hopefully, something really happens. Come on, Steph Curry, let's go. Um, now, Laverne Cox, let's talk about her. Her and her friend were victims of a transphobic attack, and she said it is not safe in this world. Here is her account of what happened.
6: Just walking through the park, talking to my friend, and then um, we pass this guy, and the guy very aggressively asked for the time as he passes us, and my friend who I'm with that t- tells him the time, looks at his watch and tells him the time, and then the guy who had asked for the time says to my friend, guy or girl, my friend says F- off. And then all of a sudden, the guy is attacking my friend. Damn. Sorry to yeah, have Yeah, she door. called
5: 911 and then she said it was over. The guy was gone and he just disappeared after that. Damn. You know, just to be minding your business and have somebody come up and attack you like that is crazy. Well,
6: you know, on a side note, not to say that they do it, did anything wrong, but my daughter goes to school at NYU, and that's the first thing I tell us. If somebody asks you a question, if they ask you what time is it, I don't have a watch. Well, you have your phone, my phone is dead. Like, don't talk to anybody, keep it moving, because people are crazy. People are nuts, mm-hmm. especially this time Right, of year. but
5: you know what, even if they said that, I feel like he still would have been harassing them. Yeah, maybe. He came out there with the intention of doing something no matter what they said.
6: I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but I'm just saying just people are crazy. Give people the benefit of the doubt? No, I don't have nothing well, you know, I don't know nothing.
7: I've said on this radio a million times, you know, all we do is wake up every day and try to avoid other people's pain. Craziness, we try to avoid yeah. other people's hurt. I don't, like, I don't like to use the word crazy. We try to avoid other people's trauma. Because mm-hmm. people are nuts. Yeah. I get
8: that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't use grace. But people are nuts. People are nuts. I don't tell you. All right, guys. <laughs> and, even, and even right I,
6: now, because of COVID, people are not getting their necessary medicine. So I'm seeing it a lot worse. Like, New York looks like zombies yes, out there. Yes, sir. If it does.
7: In Midtown, hell yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: All right, Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud has teamed up with Headspace, and that's for mindfulness content, so they'll be working with them to produce programming for both the Headspace app and for the Laugh Out Loud YouTube digital channels, and so some things uh, and people that they'll be working with include um, Amanda Seals, I guess she'll be showing how she does, they, they're doing this YouTube series, Meditate With Me, what up, so Hassan Minaj, Amanda Seals, Dion Cole will take people mm-hmm. through their meditation journeys, and they're also going to plan two pieces of content that will live within the headspace app energy shots with kevin which is a three to five minute daily motivational message encouraging listeners to take healthier actions that'll be available to headspace plus subscribers through the wake up hub and mindful runs is part of the move hub that will feature kevin hart guiding and motivating headspace plus members during their workouts. you
7: know i'm here for that that's a great segue from what we was just talking about you know people gotta you know do things to mm-hmm. deal with their trauma deal with their pain you know what i mean deal with you know whatever issues they may be going through uh, going through, that's in, internal, so, you know, drop on the clues, for Kevin Hart for that. Mm-hmm. Sweet to Amanda Seals. I love you, Seals.
6: Shout-out to Amanda Seals, and shout-out to Mama Seals. Every year, they send, like, a, a big, huge basket of fruit for the family and the kids, so yes. I got it a couple of days ago. Shout-out to... A bunch
7: of oranges and stuff. Grapefruit. Oh. I got oranges. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought, I, no, I thought it was oranges, too.
6: And then when you cut it open, you realize it's grapefruit, but I, gotta, I thought it was oranges as well. I
7: gotta send Mama Seals some, some tea. Mm-hmm. Send her a basket
2: of tea.
5: All right, now, Selena Gomez, there are some jokes about her on the new Save by the Bell reboot that's on Peacock, and they actually referenced her kidney transplant. Listen to this. You
4: no, know, I know for a fact that Selena Gomez's kidney donor was Justin Bieber's mom. God, I wish that I had my phone so that I could prove it. Prove what? That you're an idiot? It was Demi Lovato's kidney. They're best friends, like you and I were.
5: What? So, you know, Selena Gomez did have a kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. And she was very vocal about it, you know, and she talked about her best friend giving her her kidney, and it was a, a huge situation when it happened. Also in this episode, it says, does Selena Gomez even have kidneys? That was some graffiti that was written on the wall. So a lot of people thought the jokes were disgusting, and they said that her life or death transplant was nothing to make jokes about. So since that happened, that series has scrubbed all references to her kidney transplant, and the edited version is streaming now, so you can't even find it anymore.
7: What did Demi Lovato have to do with it?
5: Nothing. It wasn't even the person that donated the kidney. I guess they were just making jokes.
7: Oh. Side note, I love the record with uh, Jeezy, Demi Lovato, and Little Duval. Why we not playing that? get that on in the mix, Envy. The pre-recorded mix that you did on Monday
6: (laughs) that you played back today. Ask me nicely. No. Didn't know.
8: (laughs) All
5: right. And I know we also have something to talk about with Robin Hood, right, DJ Envy?
6: Yes, that's right. Tonight at 7 p.m., (laughs) <laughs> get that, get that corporate business out the way All God New York <laughs> television and radio stations Are joining together to present Heroes of New York That's A right. Robberhood special That's right That happens tonight, uh, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time It's uh,
7: a one hour show that will shine a light on the heroic efforts By New Yorkers from all walks of life To help their neighbors in need recover From the impact of the it says, pandemic it says, don't read, put it in your own words I did put that in my own words, no. I ain't
5: reading nothing
6: Sound not like you read
7: it No, Try tell them the, tell the who news. the show will feature appearances by Go ahead, Ye.
5: Well, of course, it's going to be us, the Breakfast Club. We're appearing on there as well as Al Pacino, Andy Cohen, Jon Stewart, Jimmy Fallon, Mariah Carey, Ryan Seacrest, Tina Fey, Tracy Morgan, Michael Strahan, you know, a whole host Ice of people tea. will be on. So Eli Manning these... from
6: the number one Giants.
7: Pete Go Davidson, ahead. Mariah Carey. You should have put us last after all these names. <laughs> <laughs> Some big names here.
5: Right. Well, you know, I think it's important, though. They are going to be shining a light on the heroic efforts by New Yorkers um, from all different walks of life. These everyday heroes who have helped the city's most vulnerable survive, carry on and also rebuild. So we want to make sure we acknowledge yeah. those people. They're
7: heroes. And Robin, the Robin Hood Foundation has, you know, been doing a lot of good things during the COVID pandemic. They've been on the front lines. They raised over $125 million to fund more than 600 organizations to provide food, shelter, health care, education services and even cash. In some cases, so salute to my guy, uh, Wes Moore, and everybody at the Robin Hood Foundation. Okay,
5: well, you can, again, tonight at 7 p.m. on all uh, New York television and radio stations. And
7: can I give a shameless plug? This has nothing. It's also national. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with me. I just want to encourage people to watch Jingle Jangle on Netflix. Jingle Jangle is goddamn amazing. I watched Jingle Jangle six times. Okay, I sat down. Cause my wife wanted us to watch it as a family, so we watched it on Thanksgiving night. I, I almost cried four times. And then when I started drinking and got on that edible, I watched it again, tears. Really? So I watched it four more times throughout the weekend. So much so that my 12-year-old daughter was like, Uh, She was talking to her aunt on the phone. I was like, have you seen Jingle Jangle yet? And my daughter was like, yes, don't say it loud because (laughs) my daddy's going to hear it. He's going to turn it on again. Instant classic, man. Okay. Ralphie and a Christmas Story has always been my go-to in regards to holiday movies, but now Journey and Jingle Jangle is in that rotation. I'm telling
5: you. I got to watch it. It's incredible. They sent me a whole whole Jingle Jangle gift box that was amazing. Excuse me? What's in it? I have the book. None of your business. It was a whole bunch of hair products from Mayel Organics. It was um, gift bags, all kinds of things. It was really nice.
7: I ain't getting none of that. But Django Django was fantastic. I mean, incredible. Like, instant classic. I loved it. It made me feel like the first time I heard Jeezy Thug Motivation 101. I can't explain <laughs> to you what that feeling <laughs> all is. All right. I'm just
6: telling you that it's incredible. All right. All right. I love it. Well, thank you for that rumor report. When we come back to People's Choice Mix, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, today is December 1st, my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Pops. But not only is it my dad's birthday, it's also World's AIDS Day. And we have a special guest on the line uh, who we haven't seen in a while because of COVID and the pandemic. We have David John. Welcome back, brother.
11: I appreciate you. It's uh, good to be with y'all virtually. Uh, Sad that we can't be together in person. I
6: like your lighting, David. You got the nice
7: back. It's it's, it's like dark, but then it's (laughs) it's like, you got the ring light or something? I do,
11: yes. Okay.
5: <laughs> <It reminds laughs> me Mariah, normally- remember
6: Mariah Carey was like, just shine a light just on shine me. Shine a light on else- me. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
11: Yes, that's exactly what I want. That's right. what it is. It's
6: on you, nothing else matters.
8: All right. Now we, now norm- we, t- pen, we always
5: team up with David Johns to do something at Juices for Life and we do HIV testing and we always make sure we're very active with that. But this year obviously uh, we can't do that. So let's talk about World AIDS Day and even how this pandemic is shifting. Also, uh, some of the concerns
11: that we have. Yeah, I'm really sad that we can't be together in person. One of the things that I look forward to every year is highlighting uh, the fact that too often our communities, Black and Latinx communities, are most disproportionately affected by things like COVID, by things like HIV, and there's no such thing as democratized health care. And so we're able to show up in our communities and provide the resources that we need. Uh, what we've seen over the last four years is a divestment, a retrenchment from the progress that we have been making. Uh, prior to the administration that I will not name. Uh, And what we also have seen is that so many members of our community, Black folks, Latinx folks, Black LGBTQ folks, have been affected by the COVID exacerbation of this crisis. And so what we saw is that there were a lot of organizations who prior to COVID were investing in reducing stigma around HIV, increasing access to testing, a lot of the things that the National Black Justice Coalition focuses on, but once COVID hit around March, All of that shifted, and then people were looking for the new shiny ball. Um, And so what we know is that there isn't data collected uh, based on people's intersectional identities. There isn't really a lot of data that charted individuals who were living with HIV or who were predisposed to be HIV positive, how they were affected by COVID. But what we know anecdotally is members of our community suffered disproportionately. Uh, So it has been a problem. Uh, This administration and COVID and the other crises made it a problem. Um, And we still, within our communities, have to be sounding the alarm. Um, to stop people from dying unnecessarily.
6: I was asking earlier, I was going to say, that, has anything changed? You know, we, we recognize World, World AIDS Day every year and we talk about the testing, but is there anything closer to, uh, I guess, a vaccine or, or any type of cure. Um, treatment or cure? You know, is there, are we getting any closer to it?
11: Yes. Uh, and things have changed, especially if you're white or have access to the privilege associated with whiteness. Wow. Um, so we've talked about this on this platform before, PrEP. Um, PrEP is a thing that has made it such that a lot of communities who were uh, predisposed to HIV uh, no longer have the anxieties around it because you can take a pill every day that reduces the likelihood significantly. Um, In the last four years, in spite of the things that this administration has not done, there have been significant investments in people being undetectable. So what that means is that if you're living with HIV, if you're HIV positive, your viral load is suppressed such that When you take a test for HIV, it will not test positive, right? Uh, And so again, this is about your viral load being suppressed and you not being able to transmit HIV uh, to a partner, to an intimate partner, even if you have unprotected sex. Um, And so we know that people are thriving with HIV. I think now about um, Big Sean, who has a line that I didn't think uh, Kobe would leave before magic, right? Like, it is still a thing for us to remember that there are people thriving with HIV, um, and it is also the sad reality that, in spite of the fact that Black people make up around 13% of the population in the United States, we're nearly half of all cases of HIV. Um, and so, the point I'm trying to make is that there have been progress for some, uh, for some communities. We've seen the rates of HIV go down, mm-hmm. the numbers of people who are undetectable increase. Um, but it is still a problem in the Black community, and not just Black queer, trans, and non-binary folks, who we tend to think about when we talk about things like HIV for black, cis, heterosexual people. Black women, and I've said this before, black women right, are the most affected group of any women. And and that is because we are still not having as many conversations as we should about stigma, we're not having as many conversations as we should about sexual wellness more generally, and we're not taking advantage of the medical advancements that exist.
7: Why, why aren't more people ringing the alarms about HIV and AIDS though, David? Because like, I, I promise you, the, I, I really only hear about it when you come on the show for HIV, you know, awareness day. I don't, I don't hear about it throughout the year.
11: Yeah, I, I think that there's not enough uh, attention paid to conversations around HIV and popular media. Um, and so while we have centered other things in media, for example, there's a lot of conversation about groundbreaking things like polls that have invited us to have more conversations about individuals with trans experience. The footnote here is that that has also increased violence. Um, this year we have seen more black trans women murdered than any years since the data has been collected. We also celebrate the life of Monica Roberts, the trans griot, who wrote these stories. Um, but I'll offer that as an example to say that the media and others have been uh, intentional in highlighting stories that we need to talk more about. Um, the same attention has not been paid to HIV and AIDS. There's just not enough discussion about it. I think the second thing is that this year in particular, there were just so many battles to, to, to face, right, and to fight, um, uh, especially when you think about this last administration. Uh, To be clear, there's still work to be done in the new one. Uh, People are celebrating this new day, but we still got a whole lot of work to do. Um, But I think that people were really distracted. Um, And then the last thing is that uh, the last administration was really destructive. Um, uh, He who shall not be named disbanded um, the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV and AIDS, PACHA, um, uh, withdrew withdrew funds that had been invested um, uh, prior um, to that administration, uh, regardless of the political party of the person that occupied the Oval Office, um, and really seemed to be intentional, uh, wanting to destroy all of the the resources that the government had been investing. Um, and so I highlight that again to say that while there are so many um, resources that exist, medical, social, scientific, and otherwise, there have still been people, um, including the occupant of the Oval Office, who worked against um, all of the science and knowledge that we know and should otherwise be employing.
5: So what can we be doing this year on World AIDS Day to make sure that we show our support and that we continue to educate and spread that knowledge?
11: Yeah, I appreciate that question. If you can safely stop by Juices for Life, get yourself some juice, uh, and make sure that you're attending to your wellness. Uh, The other thing is that everybody should think about testing at home. Um, The the scientific and medical advancements uh, have made it such that you don't have to go to a clinic or a mobile testing unit um, to be tested. You can have a kit sent to your home. Um, and you can be tested. The concern there is that usually when we test, um, especially at places like Juices for Life or in public, uh, we have experts there who are equipped to respond and support you no matter what the results are. Um, Again, HIV is not the death sentence that it once was. There are people in our community who are thriving with it. And so having someone with you um, who's trained uh, to support no matter what the response is is incredibly important if you're going to test at home. Um, And then the last thing is that people should do more of this. I'm super, super thankful to you all for being in sharing this platform because we need to start talking to stop HIV. That's not just a hashtag or a slogan. It's a real thing. And so I really hope that I know today's a busy day. An um, additional AIDS Day It's also giving Tuesday an opportunity to invest in nonprofit organizations like NBJC. Um, and I hope that people have conversations. So talk with people that you're intimate with um, about their sexual practices, what they're doing to ensure that they are safe and well um, and enjoy sex. And, and, and then you can talk about what you're doing. Um, as well. Um, People should be tested regularly. If you are having sex, you should be tested for everything consistently, right? Um, Three to six months. Um, And so I want to remind people to do that. Um, And then if you need help, I acknowledge this is not an easy thing to do. Um, We've worked through this. We've talked about language. We have a resource toolkit um, at mbjc.org. We provide language. We provide um, activities that you can follow. There are movies that you can watch, like um, 90 Days, which is a film about a heterosexual couple um, who deal with uh, the topic of HIV in a way that I will not spoil. But all of this to say that there are tools to help anyone who desires to have this conversation. All right. All right.
6: Well, thank you for checking in as always. We appreciate you, David John, on World's AIDS Day. And thank you, brother.
5: Let's
11: get free. My pleasure. I appreciate y'all. Let's I all get free.
5: It's always a pleasure.
6: Shout out to David John for joining us. Now, today is Why Hunger's hunger Helping bring everyone together today on hashtag giving Tuesday. Now more than ever, we need your help to address and end hunger for good. We started a fundraiser on our Facebook page and Facebook already donated $25,000 to kick it off. Plus they are matching every donation made head over to the breakfast club, Facebook page and join us in helping put food in people's hands. Whether you donate five or $500, every little bit helps. Shout to Cynthia Leggins. She donated $20. Also, shout to Carla Fowler donated $20. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note?
7: Yes. um, This is coming from Buddha, and I want y'all to remember this on this fine Tuesday morning. Each morning, we are born again. What we do today is what matters the most.